Youngster Joey would like to battle. You send out Metapod. Metapod uses Harden. Youngster Joey calls the police. Welcome to Daycare Dittos. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> I'm still recovering from that. I'm sorry. Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is a very special episode. Um, the Pokemon itself is uh, statistically awful, but we've we this is after we've gone live, so we're basically famous now. Yeah. And Dave, this should be a good Pokemon for you because you uh, know all about footlong worms. Am I right? I sure do. <laughs> Man, we're going right into it. Do I have to do three strikes? You're out, like you guys did for me for Squirtle. I mean, no, you just need no. a joke now. That was just that was just my one and only uh, footlong worm joke. <laughs> well, also uh, note that Caterpie is six pounds. And I don't know, for a six-pound worm, I'm going to be freaked out by it, just like Misty was in the episode. Oh, yeah. No, Misty totally, uh, you know, she's totally justified in being a little bit afraid of it. It's uh, bigger bigger than I thought. But justified <laughs> to a point, man. She's really mean to that Pokemon. It gets me very angry, actually. Yeah, and he's so he's got such a cute little voice. Um, yeah, I... I I love to ashes Butterfree uh, and uh, Caterpie and oh, for like 30 odd seconds Metapod. So. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're doing the Caterpie evolution. We are finally leaving the majestic gates of starter country and we have set off into the Viridian forest. And yeah. uh, so so let's let's uh, get it going. I do not need to uh, look up any of the IGN top 100 Pokemon rankings for these because they didn't make it. (laughs) Which I I expected Butterfree to be on there. Yeah, yeah, she's so pretty, Um, and uh, I think you know it's just uh, such an accessible, uh, fully evolved Pokemon that I think that somebody would uh, have a a soft spot for Butterfree. I really do think that Butterfree is underutilized, but at the same time, I can understand why no one would vote for the Caterpie family, because how annoyed are you in every single Pokemon game when you run into a Caterpie every four seconds? The only thing is like when I ran in, so uh, this is something I want to discuss. So they Caterpie and Weedle are not um, game exclusives. Yes, they are. They are not. But um, it's close because when you're in the Viridian Forest, depending on your version, um, like if you have Pokemon Blue, you have a 45% chance of running into a Caterpie. But if you have Red, it's only 5 And then vice versa, in Pokemon Red, you have a 45% chance of Weedle and only a 5% chance of Caterpie. So yeah. I remember trading for my older brother who had Blue to get Caterpie. Not knowing that if I was just a little more patient, then, uh, you know, one would have popped in. I mean, it, it it's to the point where I know in my my brain that uh, they're not version exclusive. But, like, I get into the Viridian Forest in red and blue, and I know I'm not going to see one. Um, or I think in the odd chance that I did uh, a couple of times uh, see the opposite, it was... Uh, the it was a 
a metapod instead of a kakuna and it, yeah if you see them in the wild they only know harden and then i'm just like i don't have the patience for this shit <laughs> he, he's dying and he's gonna become experience points for my charmander or squirtle or most recently bulbasaur so in my playthroughs that is not in the uh podcasts he'll so. actually get eaten by a uh, pidgeotto like he deserves no i'm kidding poor cat yeah, yeah. <laughs> um the other thing with that is it's not that bad when you run into a, a caterpie because your alternative is a weedle and realistically caterpie he can do his little tackles but i mean nothing's more annoying than getting poisoned oh absolutely um and he can't do thing. that <laughs> Poison Sting, of course, has, I, th- I believe, a 10% chance of poisoning. And then you just are um, cursing yourself for skipping the mart of the second time and not getting the antidote. And then you have to remember where the antidote is in the Viridian Forest. And uh, then your Charmander dies. And then you cry. And then you turn the Game Boy off. And then, mm-hmm. you, and then you go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um. The only other fact that I have that's really overarching across the entire family is that um, this is now a one-to-one male-to-female ratio. I was actually on a uh, website that said, and I I think this is a mistake, that had it as a a 50.2% chance of male and a (laughs) 49.8% chance of female in one game. Sticklers. Yeah. Yeah. I was you just know, Pokemon <sighs> is just still continuing to love the male gender. Man. Yeah, this is uh <laughs> this isn't uh, a spice girl world, that's for sure. Damn incels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These people were making their website and they're like, fuck feminism. Equality is bullshit. We need our point two percent. Yeah. I um I think uh, more and more, too, I'm really liking throughout this entire series just uh, finding out the little differences between male and female Pokemon as well. Because it's something that I my brain doesn't even catch when I'm playing the games. Like the the female Butterfree's wings are, um, you know, pretty noticeably different in terms of like, uh, you know, uh, there's a, a lot more black in the the white wings of a female butterfree and i was just like oh man i've i've never seen that before my like it's it's like seeing those um child find the difference games and uh, oh yeah yeah i'm i'm just really liking uh that aspect of this podcast too because now i now i see and um it's not as obvious as some of the other ones like wabafet where they like legit just like smeared on lipstick <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh They're, they scare me i hate seeing female wabafet it's it looks like one like a crazy wino that's like outside of a bodega just doing scratch offs <laughs> like it's just you know what's funny? smeared across the face the first time i saw a female wabafet i thought i had a fake game because i was like this can't be real i'm like what is this thing yeah i think uh Oh man! The first time I saw a, um, I, I what was it? I, I might have said this story already, but uh, the first time I was playing the third generation games, I did not know what 
any of the Pokemon that I were was finding were or what they you know how they acted where i could find them i i didn't look online to see what the third generation pokemon even looked like best way to play yeah and it, it was sadly it's impossible now it was magical but then i found a uh shiny um i forget his name right now but it was the the mongoose pokemon zigzagoon that, no the the one that's the new the, the opposite of uh, Seviper in the third generation. They're like, the Oh, Zangoose. Zangoose. I found a shiny Zangoose and I was like, Oh cool. He's blue, but I don't really need a new Pokemon right now. So I'm going <gasps> to take him out. Oh dear. And then I saw another one. And it was red. And then I saw another one and it was red. And then I saw another one. And it was red. And then maybe like a month later, I was like, Oh, that one was shiny. <laughs> I remember finding my first shiny in, uh, in gold. And I showed my brother and I was like, is there something wrong with my game? And he was like, yeah, that's weird. And I just killed it. <laughs> and like I that stuck in my memory later when I was like, wait a second. Um, it, it was something dumb. It was like, I don't know. Is my Magby diseased? Yeah. Something's up with this Pidgey. I should probably kill it. <laughs> well, that almost happened it. to me. I'm playing through um, Let's Go Eevee again. And I encountered recently, very recently, a shiny Pidgey. And they don't look that different. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, maybe like the uh I don't know, like maybe I have like the like the night mode on my screen. I'm like, oh, whatever. But then it did the animation of the shiny thing, and I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh speaking while we're we're on the um subject of shinies, I wanted to talk about Caterpie, Metapod, and Butterfree's shiny forms as well. Because uh one thing during my research that I found was um Caterpie, when he's shiny, he's actually a nice um gold color metapod is actually a uh, very pleasing brown color and then I, metapod too on some games it looks like salmon like yeah. dad pink on and then, certain games yeah and then butterfree gets what i think it's like green eyes and like a little bit of pinkish on its uh, little legs and its little arms yeah a little pink yeah. It's yeah. very cute. It's so cute. But um, specifically for uh, Caterpie and Metapod, I found out that, that um, those colors are indicative of certain caterpillars if they're born later in the season and they need to uh, hide on browner leaves will yeah. actually uh, change that color uh, specifically to hide from predators better. And I think that that's nice that that little uh, shiny uh color tells a little story about how caterpillars avoid predators in the wild oh and poor caterpie and metapod really need to do that yeah they they don't stand a chance against most pokemon they have uh very low base stats and they don't get anything um that helps them out basically until they're at their fully evolved form which, I mean, is only at level 10, uh, so it's very easy to get to, but it can even feel like a slog in the beginning trying to get Caterpie to get into Metapod to get into Butterfree. A lot of tackles. A lot of tackles. So many tackles that even though Tackle has 35 PP, I believe, uh, <laughs> you can... <laughs> yeah, it does. PP standing for PowerPoints. Uh if people don't know, when you battle Pokemon, every move has a set amount of times you can use it before you have to hit the Pokemon Center. 
or use an item on uh, that move in particular to uh, boost it back up to replenish it. And then you can be training your Caterpie and he has to use so many tackles on absolutely other trash Pokemon that you're uh, out and you have to, you, he, he can't do anything but string shot anymore, which obviously is not going to cause any damage. Yeah. So. Only mental damage. Yes. When yes. you string shot somebody. And you can only string shot uh, six times before falling uh, asleep. <laughs> before so just to clarify, he can't go all night. Uh, well, well, no, he can, but he'll struggle. Yeah, technically, <laughs> uh, the caterpillar that Caterpie is based off of, uh, sleeps during the day and eats all night long, so he can go all night long. My kind of caterpillar. Yeah, he parties. This guy parties. Yeah, I mean, they stay up at night to also avoid predators. So, um, um but what's very. What's very interesting is everything about uh, Caterpie, Metapod, and Butterfree's design uh, process uh, shows that they in the wild, in real life, and in the Pokemon world are meant to just avoid fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, But like you said, Caterpie is basically a tutorial Pokemon along with Weedle, where it's like the... Like for musicians, it's like the first act Pokemon or like a Fisher Price Pokemon because it's it's you can basically go through and figure out evolution, leveling, catching on something that does not matter. And it's not like you're going to ruin your end result or you're even going to care about your end result. And um that shows in its quick evolution process mm-hmm. because um, believe it or not, Caterpie and Weedle are Cater- Caterpie, Weedle and Wormpole are the second quickest evolving Pokemon in the entire game um, at level seven and then level 10, they are fully evolved, which is insane. So, I mean, you can really get that tutorial without having to wait. Because at this point, you may not even have your Charmeleon, your War Turtle, or, or anything. But yeah, um, I mean, but you, my go-to in uh, Pokemon Yellow when I only had a uh, Pikachu for Brock was to quick train up a Butterfree so that uh, he could take on Brock. As a kid, at least. Now, as a, a learned adult, I go for Mankey or Nidoran. But as a kid. Mm-hmm. Butterfree was special to me because of his ability to take on a, a, an early Brock. And I mean, that's why I'll, I, that is why I'll always love him. And also um, if you don't have a Venusaur, it's a very viable option for most of the game just for catching. Yeah. Um, it really makes things much simpler with all the sleep powder and stuff like that to, yeah, kinda, you know, work your way through and, and, yeah. Chuck some balls at some guys. Yeah, and I think it's beautiful too that at level uh, 12, I think in most games, uh, that's when Butterfree learns Poison Powder, Stun mm-hmm. Spore, and Sleep Powder all at the same time. It, that almost never happens where like all of a sudden you uh, hit a level and then you're stuck in the menu deciding what of these three moves you want and... Uh, all of a sudden, like your your Pokemon that only knew tackle and confusion and string shot uh, 
has a, a filled out move pool, moves that can cause status ailments that will help you in the future catch more Pokemon because mm-hmm. Pokemon that are asleep or poisoned or um, paralyzed are easier caught. And uh, I like that too, that uh, even though he's not going to be with you throughout the game, he could really help you load up your team and help you in the, the hard beginnings and uh, establish yourself as the champ in making. <laughs> well played. Um, I also think Caterpie, Metapod, and Butterfree, out of all the worm Pokemon, are the most aesthetically pleasing. I am deathly afraid of bees. So if I get a bee drill out of a Weedle, I, I'm just, I'm not happy at all yeah and then, like you got like kakuna i mean uh, not kakuna what's the other one wormple's second evolution oh my gosh uh cascoon like what is that that looks yeah. like a wad of just like, like silk silkoon and cascoon yeah both. gross yeah they're a little grody they got like goo sticking to the wall they're just kind of you know ew it's like when you ever go through like the woods and see like the moths up in the trees and it's like that whole web looking thing i think they're yeah. supposed to be based off that but yeah but i mean uh, those are uh the gypsy moth actually in that's real it, life yeah. yeah um so the only other thing i really have about caterpie is uh well we didn't say it's japanese name which is literally just caterpie yeah basically but it's pronounced uh Hold on, I have it written. They had it. They wrote it out phonetically on this website, so I was like, "All right, it's a uh, Katapira." Okay. Um, and it's the same thing. It's just a play on the word caterpillar, of course. Yeah, and apparently somebody was speculating online that uh, P might be for like, um, like a cutie pie sort of like uh, thing, oh. just like to make it a cute caterpillar name. Yeah, I it thought does it have was a cute like... name. It is a cute looking worm too. I'll give you oh, that. Oh yeah. Caterpoop and Caterpie. Yeah. Caterpie. I uh, I love this Pokedex. (laughs) I love its Pokedex entry from Pokemon Sun. It says, when attacked by a bird, it resists by releasing a a terrifically strong odor from its antenna. Yeah. But it often becomes their prey. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Caterpie. There's a lot of information about how it's often preyed on by flying Pokemon. Yeah, and how it's it's pretty, like, unaware of its surroundings half the time, too. Like, it's just sitting there ready to get swallowed up. <laughs> it's just, like, unaware of its surroundings. And, like, sometimes it's just in a, a farmer's field one day. And it's uh, absolutely destroyed the entire harvest. And the, the farmer's destitute for this, uh, this season. And Caterpie don't care. Caterpie was just you know, wandered into the field. You know, I, I, I think about it like this. Caterpie is so selfless that he is okay. He or she is okay with becoming anyone's prey. So yeah. power to Caterpie. Um, also, I was thinking about, like, do you think uh, those farmers use pesticides to kill all of the Caterpies? But then I realized in the Pokemon world that there's repel. <laughs> yeah, you just use so repel. You just put a bunch of repel on your crops. Uh, also, do you guys know that Caterpie shares a stat with legendary Pokemon? Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, so Caterpie shares a stat with attack form Deoxys. Oh, wow. 
in that it has the lowest special defense of all Pokemon. <laughs> Beautiful. And it shares that with, uh, this is not unique to just Caterpie, but Magikarp, Carvana, Igglybuff, and Weedle. Um, and I guess it's from Deoxys. Of course, you can shift its forms. It's like a fucked up alien guy. Um, and I guess that one, it just raises the attack stat so much that it's it brings its special defense to the lowest of lows. Yeah. Deoxys is really interesting uh, <laughs> with Ooh, that. Pokemon. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about stats, one thing that absolutely blew me away, which I did not think I would be blown away by something that I learned about Caterpie and Metapod, uh, was that I just assumed that when a Pokemon evolves, it just gets stronger. But that's really not the case with Caterpie to Metapod. Um, Caterpie actually has a uh, is faster and has a stronger attack than Metapod. Metapod, uh, when you evolve Caterpie into Metapod, its uh, stats for attack and speed actually go down uh, wow. so that it can get... Uh, stronger uh stats and um special defense uh defense and hp so um i was actually watching somebody do a speed run where they uh stopped caterpie from evolving into metapod for um a level just so that they could take on one fight in bellsprout tower a little bit faster and i I thought wow what a cool strategy and something i never thought about is that you know these these stats are um, not always going up. You know, the, the the Pokemon obviously is less mobile in its cocoon state. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the developers thought about that. And you'd never notice it, it, you know, if you didn't take a look at those stats after evolution and that you didn't know that your Caterpie was just a little bit, um, you know, faster and uh, stronger the level before. You know, it's interesting you point that out because when in the later games, when Pokemon level up, it, it shows you the exact like plus that it, yeah. that it increases for every stat. I, I want to, you know what? I want to open up like maybe X or Y or something where it does that and just see if it goes negative. Yeah, I don't know if it even uh, shows you um, post evolution stat changes. I think it just shows you the attack and speed going up as you level and then you evolve and then. Yeah. It, it it won't uh it won't show you. I mean that that's my guess at least. Um, and yeah, I mean it makes sense because you're going from a cute little green worm just to literally a little lump. You're just a cocoon. Yeah. A level seven Metapod, which is um, Torrenseru or Transel yeah. in, in Japan and um, is literally just a mix between the words transform and cell, like a, like a, a living cell. Yeah, like the Dragon Ball Z uh, ultimate bad guy that uh, Gohan destroyed. Of course, the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing I also uh, really like about <laughs> Metapod, um, I found out, because I, I, I thought to myself, Metapod doesn't really look like a cocoon that I would see just, uh, you know, sitting around in nature, like you were talking about those uh, balls of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, And apparently, its design is also based off of... um, I'll talk about this a little bit later. The uh, 
the bug that Caterpie, Metapod, and Butterfree are uh, based off of, because I have basically my entire page of notes going over it, because I think it's so interesting. But yeah, Metapod actually the uh, the caterpillar, um, which I'll I'll just say right now, is the spice bush swallowtail, um, which is local to eastern U.S. and southern Ontario. Um, when it gets um, hatched from its little eggy uh, as a as a little guy, it will actually wrap a thread of silk around the leaf that it's born on, and mm-hmm. as the silk dries, it constricts and makes a little. Um, a leaf shelter home for it during the day so that it doesn't Aww. get attacked by um, by uh, birds and uh, other bugs and basically everything that wants to eat it because everything wants to eat it. Including me. Yeah, including me. He's so cute. <laughs> I could just eat him up. So it's actually, I think Metapod is is basically a, um, a little leaf cocoon uh, like a uh, like the spice bush swallowtail makes to avoid predators. If any of you have a chance to actually look up the spice bush swallowtail caterpillar, it is an exact resemblance of Caterpie, like to the antenna, like the shiny yeah. version. Like it is an exact replica of what Caterpie looks like. This is incredible. Yeah. I think the only difference that I, I could figure out is that uh, the spice bush swallowtail actually has. Um, those big eyes are actually fake eyes to make it resemble a, a snake or a lizard instead. Uh, but for Caterpie, uh, those big, um, beautiful black eyes that I could look at all night long um, are actually his eyes. So, oh. um, All right. And on top of that, Metapod, uh, as we know, just 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 hardens yeah it's i mean but that's all it could really do it's just working on you know becoming a beautiful beautiful butterfly so it just hardens yeah and it's yeah. the uh go ahead no the, i was just gonna say like the pokedex entries for diamond pearl and platinum say it's a steel hard shell protects that it, that it protects its tender body with it quietly endures hardship while awaiting evolution oh me too <laughs> Um, I was going to say, uh, I love, um, that, uh, Pokemon stadium mini game. Uh, oh, the Harden game. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. I, it's uh, like something's fine. What's firing boulders at you. Is it like a cannon and you I, have to like harden before it crushes you? Yeah. I think it's just, uh, I don't know if there's a Pokemon throwing it at you or if it's just a cannon. I feel like it just, I, I remember the sound of it going up in the air and I think it's just a cannon. Yeah, they're just like, I have this fun game where we throw rocks at my bug and we see if it survives. It's kind of brutal. We throw rocks at it until it can't harden anymore and it just dies. And we wait for one to not be dead. But in a more weakened state. Have you guys seen the Metapod, like, I don't even know what to call it, like, sleeping bag or blanket yeah. thing? It's like a structured blanket that you could just put yourself into, like, a Metapod shell. <laughs> and it looks so relaxing. I feel like if I'm, like, very anxious or something, I just want to go into that little, little like, cocoon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a Metapod. Oh, my God. I think it's so funny. Yeah. It's adorable, and it's impossible to get. Is it oh, really? Oh, no. 
because there was like a pre-order and you know most import stuff's tough but uh is it a new thing it it already is out i believe but um i'm trying to figure out a price right now that's probably ridiculous if it's so sold out yeah i would so so like you know dave and i have a uh a five foot tall snorlax plush and just for the the like the what do you call it like the just the fit the the actual snorlax fabric without the fluff in there was over a hundred dollars right or something like that yeah and we had to buy the fluff separately that's another hundred dollars that was like 60 maybe like 60 bucks to get it from japan or china sent over and then yeah yeah. a whole lot of fluff that's five caterpies tall yeah (laughs) Yeah, what are what are the so Caterpie is how tall? Uh, a foot, he's a foot long. And what about Metapod? Uh, two feet four inches, twenty one, wow. uh, almost twenty two pounds. Hard, right? Hard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, what soft, Butterfree? Soft, he's only twenty one point eight pounds. <laughs> uh, Butterfree is uh, three feet seven inches tall and weighs seventy point five pounds. Wow. Yeah, you uh, you don't want him perching on you, or else you'll no. <laughs> you'll probably feel it in the morning. Could you guys imagine seeing a three foot tall, seventy pound butterfly in in real life? Um, no. <laughs> it seems like something that would exist in like Australia. Australia is kind of like that King Kong Skull Island movie where like you get in the middle and it's like yeah. normal. Like it's like oh that's a bug but it's fucking huge like that's what that is yeah so I would be surprised if I By were in way, Japan I'd think it were Mothra maybe uh, Metapod sleeping bag you can get on shutupandtakemyyen.com it is three hundred and thirty seven dollars oh my god <laughs> a small you know price what? to pay does it make me want it less no no yeah <laughs> you know like now that I'm thinking about the vast size of Butterfree. <laughs> There was a time in my life where I was visiting my uncle and we had quite a bit to drink and we were feeling pretty good. And my uncle has a 70 inch, like 4K super HD TV. And he just put on like this very like ambient background, um, like filtering video about butterflies. And it was just like, like nice music, like with butterflies on the screen, but like they were enormous on this 70 inch screen and you would just like be able to see all the details of a butterfly. They're very ugly. Like they are not, they are not pretty up close like that. Like they have like the furriest, like, like bodies and and the weird antennas and their eyes just bug out. And they have this like, this like, like squirter thing from their mouth where they like suck in all the honey from, from flowers and what have you. And it's slimy and disgusting. (laughs) So close up butterflies are not pretty. Wow, spoken like a true Misty. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I always loved the way butterflies looked. I was like, I have a butterfly tattoo. Are you kidding me? And then, like, this moment just ruined butterflies for me because I was pretty, you know, drunk and watching these, like, really gross-looking creatures on a very large TV. Yeah. I have a butterfly tattoo as well. It's right on my, It's right on my lower back. Oh, my God, look at that. <laughs> Mine is on my inner arm, and I actually think it's arguably the most painful tattoo I ever got. Even more painful than the elbow tattoo I have. Mine is the 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 Pidgeot one I got, but we'll discuss that on that episode. I um, actually I actually don't have any tattoos. 
Yes. <laughs> mom and dad, I'm I'm clean. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad, you know I'm not. <laughs> um so everybody was really introduced to Caterpie and found their love of Caterpie because of Ash's uh first caught Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Also the quickest evolving Pokemon in the entire series, where Ash starts off episode after a Pokemon emergency when he destroys Pikachu and yells at Spearows and uh and he catches a Caterpie and instantly just loves it, brings it everywhere, shows it off to Misty, and then he wants to catch a Pidgeotto, so he throws out its prey, which is like it's like throwing out like a fucking, you know, like I don't know. Like Go. a steak to a wolf. <laughs> Go, McDouble. <laughs> um, and through that, he uh works on it, trains it up, it learns to to love, and Misty likes it because it saves the day against Team Rocket and evolves into a metapod in a hilarious over itself. <laughs> it basically turns into a little fountain and just does string shot all over itself until it turns into a metapod. Yeah. A really interesting <coughs> sorry, evolution. Um you know, as one of the first evolutions, you don't even feel like you're watching something evolve. You're, you're, it looks like you're watching something like, uh, say, you know, screw this shit, I'm out of here. Yeah, he's like, goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> <laughs> Drowns himself. Um, and then Metapod uh, jumps out. I don't know how it instantly gains, you know, it uses all of its power and inertia to hop and save Ash from getting stabbed by a uh, Beedra. And it gets sliced open. And what comes out but a beautiful Butterfree. Yeah. And then he's Butterfree for a while. Gets cows <laughs> Loving it. And, uh, you know. Well, that's where. Taken, taken by uh, love. Yeah. The saddest episode. You know, I, I was recently introduced to the Pokemon anime. And when we got to that episode, I remember clearly I was building nano blocks which if you don't know what they are they're very like tiny tiny legos uh pretty much that you can build these really like cute pokemon i mean they make other things but specifically for me pokemon figures and i was just so fixated on the bye bye butterfree episode and i cried i couldn't believe that pokemon made me cry (laughs) yeah i i cried too when i first saw it and i i still uh get misty eyed and tear up and if i had a drink or two like a a single tear quivers down my eye and past my nose and hits my lip and then i i just suck it up real uh quick so that it doesn't uh it doesn't make me look vulnerable um so you guys and of course i'm included in that the original episode but we're not the only ones uh to the point where um sci-fi the channel did a uh article about it because do you guys remember where twitch did a marathon stream of the first season of pokemon yes so on twitch there was a stream of every pokemon episode uh from the kanto series and the end of bye bye butterfree came up everybody just lost their shit and everybody was like skip no no yeah. skip, not doing it and everyone discussed about how they were all crying 
Uh, they said 40,000 viewers at the same time just kept rating uh, Feels Bad Man. <laughs> oh, no. And also, uh, when Butterfree, the pink Butterfree, falls for him, uh, many people in the chat called it Chad Free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why? But, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's some joke against incel people, but it was 40,000, over 40,000 people, tens of thousands of people tuned in to watch Bye Bye Butterfree and cry together. And of course, it's the tale of love where it happens to be butterfly mating season. I don't even know how that works in real life, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Please elaborate. Okay. So uh, for the spice bush swallowtail, um, mating happens in the afternoon um, uh, during which a male uh, will uh, pose for a female who is either flying or just sitting on a leaf somewhere. And it'll just start uh, dancing and releasing pheromones and uh, just uh, doing its good old thing uh, to the point where um, its body temperature like actually uh, skyrockets drastically. And then uh, the female will either decide, yes, I, I want this uh butterfly or no i do not want this butterfly and then i learned from the episode that then you have to give it a scarf and teach it how to be kind to ladies as a 10 year old yeah that's how the pokemon episode went and of course uh for um butterflies that's pretty easy because they can make their own silk but as silk <laughs> hardens it actually constricts so you got to do it real fast before that silk scarf cuts your head off <laughs> Um, the females will then, uh, mate with, uh, multiple males over the course of the afternoon in decreasing probability. So if she's just had it for the first time, she might go out again. She might not. And then if she feels like she wants to go out again, she'll go out again. And this guy might be the last guy that she sleeps with that afternoon or maybe not. So it makes me think that uh, poor Butterfree, I mean, I think they settled upon each other, but that pink Butterfree, you know, might have had a re- really good <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, play the feel a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, for people who didn't watch this series, this episode is basically um, a pink Butterfree appears in this sea of butterfreeze and ash's butterfree is just upset because it sees its kind and its peers going away to fall in love and ash really wants to fight and get it to uh get get the, the lady of its yeah. butter dreams he's such a good wingman he sure is a big white wingman yeah 10 year olds know a lot about uh the language of love so the butterfree is pink um, which may be, this was before shiny Pokemon existed. Yeah. Really? So, uh, and then a lot of people believe that the pink Butterfree, uh, the hands and feet of the pink shiny Butterfree may be, you know, hearkening back to this, but, um, more than likely it was just so the episode could differentiate, uh, the pink Butterfree from all the other ones because there's a, a scene where there's a bunch of different butterfreeze and team rockets trying to capture all of them in the sky and yeah. that's also why um ash gives his butterfree a scarf to look hot 
so that you can figure out which one is Ash's Butterfree in that yeah. whole episode. So, and I think also back uh, way back in the day when stuff like uh, this was on the air, um, crazy uh, Republicans probably wanted to make sure that their children were watching uh, consensual lovemaking between a man and a woman, as it was meant to be. <laughs> um. Yeah, and the the basically at the end he gets the girl by being a hero saves the day and goes to ash and ash is just like get out of here <laughs> but and he stands like as the sun sets as yeah. they fly away over the ocean and says bye bye butterfree yeah butterfree goes away to get fucked yeah you know i'm tearing up a little bit right now it's so sad now, did did you know that most likely that female butterfree went on to um find a uh sassafras or spice bush tree uh that was adolescent <laughs> and then find a leaf about a meter off the ground and stroke it with its uh forelegs to test whether or not it was nutritious enough to lay a singular egg on that would eventually grow up to be a uh, its own new Caterpie. Did I don't you know, know if you that? It, but no, I didn't. That's all new info to me. Yeah. Did you know that female uh, butterfreeze uh, have stronger arms so that they can stroke multiple leaves, looking for the most nutritious leaves to lay eggs on? <laughs> Leaf strokers. Yeah. Hey, so, whatever works, man. Yeah. You can um, usually tell a female from a, a male in the wild by if they have good stroking arms. <laughs> so they're buff yeah just these beefy forearms so, so <laughs> like that, popeye <laughs> so pokemon gold says it collects honey every day and rubs honey onto the hairs of its legs to carry it back to its nest oh so does that mean they also have buff legs to carry more honey on their hairy legs no, it just means that if you call a Butterfree, if you go, hey, sweet legs, it's actually not inappropriate at all. <laughs> it's just a normal thing you can say. Yeah. And it means that Butterfree are a lot like me because I often like to slather honey on my buff, hairy legs. <laughs> With your strong forearms. Yeah. Do you have a good stroke? Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my mom might be <laughs> Um. Only other note that I didn't talk about is that there was a unique sprite in the uh, Space World 97 uh, demo, which people may not know about, but that was a demo of what became um, Gold and Silver back when. It was called Space World, okay. and uh, Metapod was orange. But So is no it something that it was shiny? No, it was just orange. <laughs> That's it. Well, and, I mean, in real in real life, they they can be orange. That that caterpillar can be orange. The spice bush. Yeah. I can't even say well, that. Can you say that five times fast? Spice bush spice swallowtail. Bush. Spice bush swallowtail. Spice bush. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> but this is also where we saw from the Blastoise episode that Blastoise had a, a baby evolution in the Space World demo. So oh, okay, yeah, but in there, it's just you know, there's a lot of good stuff. They basically somebody went in and hacked up part of the code and was able to pull some stuff out. So that's pretty interesting. Um. And then the only other note I have is Butterfree in Japan is Bata Furry. And it's actually named, it's a mix of 
the Japanese term for the the butterfly stroke and freedom free of course so it's based it's still a play on like English words yeah and I, I love that uh, in the anime um, butterfree is always uh, giving out good advice by saying be free uh, that's <laughs> nice and then uh, in German did you look up the, the German name for butterfree no I just I just think it's really uh, a cute name Schmetbo. <laughs> <laughs> What was the other one? Uh, shiggy. Sh- 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 shiggy. Shiggy. Yeah, for what? Squirtle? Yeah, Shiggy. Gets got Shiggy with it. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith's favorite Pokemon. I just really like that name. And every once in a while, if I do see a good, um, you know, German or French name for these Pokemon, I'm going to write it down. Please let us know. I love that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but uh, if I'm speaking it phonetically, f- f- phonetically in English, it's just Schmetbo. <laughs> well, I can't wait to catch one in the game and name it Schmetbo. Um, yeah. So are we at the our ending point? Can I do some weird internet stuff? Yeah, I, I, I have more uh, stuff about the... Um, uh, Spike Bush Swallowtail, but maybe I'll just throw out one more uh, because yeah, Sarah talked about um, Caterpie's little horns that produce a uh, musk to, um, you know, detract pr- predators. Um, yeah, so the, the, the caterpillar actually does have, um, you know, those bifurcated horns coming from um, basically behind its head. And it does uh, secrete, uh, apparently, terpenoids and acids that um, do um, sometimes uh, make predators uh, run away from it. Now, I don't know what a terpenoid is, uh, but I know what an acid is. And apparently, uh, as it grows older, the compound that it excretes does change for uh, different predators that will try to go uh, at it during its different life stages as a caterpillar. And um, at a certain point, uh, basically both of those horns could start producing a a different uh, chemical uh, based off of, I guess, what is uh, coming at it. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) uh uh-oh, out of my one nostril comes the boogers, but out of my (laughs) other nostril comes, uh, you know, uh, uh, ketchup. <laughs> um, oh, wait, I had more butterfly, butterfree stuff. Yeah, there's a good Gigantamax version, and it's bug flying, and it's one of the weakest flying Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, that's it. But, it's, uh, got a, it's got a, a huge weakness to rock-type moves. Uh, it's not really used in competitive play, and I think the only other thing that I really like about Butterfree is its ability makes Sleep Powder uh, almost 100% accurate, and I think Sleep Powder is probably its best move. It's the only way it's going to survive a fight. So, Yeah, and much like a real... Uh, what is the name of the butterfly? Uh, Spice Bush Swallowtail. Yeah, that also has a strong weakness when you throw a rock at it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it, it actually matches up. So I want to say on Yahoo Answers, a uh, long time ago, this question was posed eight years ago. Somebody asked, what is inside a Metapod if you crack it open? Is it a goo or deformed version of Butterfree? 
I actually have a personal story about this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Lou, do tell. When I was little, I found uh, a couple of little cocoons on a tree outside, and my dad was watching me. I, I must have been uh, fairly small. And I was like, Dad, Dad, look, cocoons. And he's like, yeah, that's so cool. You know, they'll eventually turn into butterflies. And then I was like, Dad, what's inside? And he's like, you want to find out? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so he took a construction knife and he cut it open. And what came out looked like um, uh, a Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> and I was like, it looks like a Thousand Island dressing. And he's like, oh, yum. And he pretended to lick it. And I thought he did. And I was like, what does it taste like? He's like, it tastes like Thousand Island dressing. And then for a long time, I thought, well, I mean, that's like where Thousand Island dressing comes in the wild. <laughs> oh my God. That's incredible. Uh, it's a be- That's a much better answer than what James Guevara said eight years ago, where he answered, it's the rarest Pokemon ever. Poopzor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the only other thing I went on to the Wayback machine to go through the internet archives and found that metapod.com was a website until, uh, one year ago where it went under in 2019. And this was a website that actually stood up to the Pokemon world and did not become a direct link to the Pokemon 2000 movie website. Instead, it was a like really bad, like basically like an early Squarespace where it was like a business services and um, like, let's see. What is Metapod? Metapod is the easiest, most powerful way for anyone to create and update their own website. It had unlimited pages and text images interact with your users with polls mailing lists and forms basically it was like an easy bootleg way to make like uh shitty like geocities pages yeah. <laughs> but they continued all the way up until 2019 and one thing that i liked is on their beta page you could choose your flavor and it would make like the background either like strawberry and it's like a nice the whole thing turned pink grape the whole thing turned purple or lime the whole thing turned green Oh, those are nice. And uh, yeah, I cannot believe that this website existed in 2019, yeah. having people pay to make like what looks like terrible websites. So, yeah, and that's a really good segue into our sponsor this week, Squarespace. Squarespace, <laughs> where you can go and it's kind of like MySpace, but it's like you know equal sides, four sides. Beautiful. Designer-made templates. Not to confuse with rectangle space. Yes. <laughs> All right, I think we're done. <laughs> well, yeah. all I have to say is bye-bye, Butterfree. Yeah. And we're on to your more aggressive friend, Weedle. Yuck. Yeah. Well, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>